WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. And wow, we are back. Oh my gosh, it has been quite some time. I want to say almost like almost a month, hasn't it? Something like that. I think it's been more. Uh, yeah, a Maybe. little bit. A little, I think it's like Probably. right about that that point. Yeah, just because our last we, we were supposed to have a show last uh, last week, but it got canceled due to the weather. So yeah, the yeah. snow. I mean, welcome back. I was kind of yeah. I was kind of shocked it got canceled, but I mean, hey, I'll take it. Alabama, yeah, one inch of snow in Alabama is like ten inches everywhere else. So we gotta <laughs> yeah, <laughs> plan someone, around that. <laughs> someone who's comes from like the north and used to a bunch of northeast northeasters. There we go. Yeah, I was just very shocked. But uh, yeah, for all all the audience that's listening, welcome back. You are listening to the students. NFL on WVUA 90.7, The Capstone. I'm your host, Jalen Brooks, and I'm here with all my co-hosts, Connor Rolls. Hello, hello. Tanner Thompson. What up? And Evan Cisneros. What's up? All right, so I know it's been a while, but we have missed so much. <laughs> of course, right when we go off air, it feels like everything's happening. So much to like just around the league, so much drama, so much drama, not even in the NFL, but just around it. Like I'm kind of... Right mentioning the Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Kimmel stuff a little bit, but that's, we're not going to dive into <laughs> that. Saying, we're not getting into that, right? <laughs> let's not get into that. I have no comments about that. <laughs> we're not going to get into that. I want to make that clear. Yeah, so let's just stick to the games while we can. So let's go ahead and start off with the divisional games from yesterday or this past weekend. Um, let's start off with San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. What are your thoughts there? Uh, I was kind of, I want to I want to say pleasantly surprised, but I was very disappointed the way the Packers closed out and the way the 49ers could have just just swooped in and won the game like that. Right. The Packers dominated that game the entire time. How about Jordan Love? Jordan, Jordan Love, Love looks man. insane. He didn't I mean his last two possessions weren't great. I mean that last interception looked exactly last, like that last one. Last one was tough. That last Brett one. Favre interception, but Yeah, that was really bad. Aaron Jones was destroying them basically all game. Yeah, he was. Love looked great. Uh, no, I was just going to voice my frustration. I had Aaron Jones in fantasy, and of course now this is when he <laughs> to go off. But keep going. Uh, Dobbs looked good. I mean, they have a Dobbs lot. Dobbs looked great. They have man. a lot of yo- a lot of young wide receivers yeah. that stepped up big time. And I think if they get another another weapon, because I like Jaden Reed, I like uh, Romeo Dobbs. Uh, what's his name? Wicks. He, I, th- I think yeah. he's a really good uh, slot guy. I, th- I like their tight end too. Luke. Yeah, I like Luke. And then I just Christian Watson. He's like the odd man out, in my opinion. Yeah, he was uh, mostly yeah. injured for this year, too. Yeah. So he didn't get a lot of playing time against Jordan Love, and you still saw what Jordan Love did. So mm-hmm. I do think right. if they do get another weapon, uh, yeah, that's the route to go. I think the Packers have a bright future. but Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? What are you, I was just going to ask you, what would you give uh, Jordan Love? Like, there's recent uh, recent rumors coming out that he's going to get like about the same amount of money like Joe Burrow got for a contract oh, extension. No, and no, you're not there yet. I mean, he had one. He's played one season. Yes, he looked good, but there were some ups ups and downs during the season. <clears throat> he had a great playoff run, but it's way too early to give him that kind of money. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think I see, I see where Green Bay would be coming from if they were going to pay him that because, again. Uh, Green Bay has been defined by consecutive franchise quarterbacks over the past few decades, and um, for I mean, for all intents and purposes, it seems like it's heading that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Jordan Love has all the keys that you look for, especially in a guy that you want your team for a long time. You know, he doesn't have all the crazy physical traits that some of the guys in this league have right now, but he's great under pressure. He has a very tight release. He's not afraid to take what the defense gives him. Um, I mean. 
Also, I mean, he's very in control at the line, which um, it makes sense for him. I think it's technically what his third year in the league yeah. since being drafted. So, um, and again, I know he's it's I know he's a rookie, still his third year, had a lot of time to learn. You know, uh, still had a lot of time to learn with defenses at the next level, and I think that's really shown this year. And I think it says a lot for the future and development of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Packers have done it twice now, and it's worked really well both times. And in you know, giving your quarterback the time to familiarize himself with the game, uh, you know, be in the program for a while and let him have that confidence once he's ready. That seems to that seems to work. It's like, you know, it's the same thing happens to the MLB, for example. You, guys never go straight to the league in the MLB. They always go, you know, double A, triple A, and then work their way up. Right. Sometimes we see it in the NBA, you know. Exactly, like yeah. Ben Simmons or Blake Griffin. Exactly. And so, I mean, I think it's worked perfectly for Jordan Love, and I could see how you want to lock him in because he clearly shows the signs of what a, of what a franchise quarterback would look like for that team. Yeah, and one thing, if I can just add something, the thing that stood out to me the most from Jordan Love, he just always seems so calm. He just seems so mm-hmm, calm, absolutely. so so poised up until that, you know, of course, that last interception. Then, yeah, of course, he just tried, tried to make a yeah, play. I would put know. a towel over my head, too. But yeah. like, <laughs> but other than that, I think he played phenomenal. Um, just that team in general really surprised me, especially mm-hmm. going in. I mean, hey, we were like three points away from, well, not three points, but, you know, potentially the Packers upsetting the number one. 49ers like it all comes down to a rookie kicker that you know went to a different school I'm not going to say the school (laughs) yeah but I mean let's just say we're not surprised what happened knowing he came from this is an unbiased football show (laughs) ladies and gentlemen (laughs) but yeah so um just hats off to them and I'm sorry for Matt for like going again just getting right there very close and not picking up that win but he he, he trusted his kicker this time yeah and I mean I guess you can see why he when I saw when I saw that I don't know if I knew that Anders Carlson I guess his name is I don't think I knew that he was on the Packers um when I saw that I was really confused because I just thought that the Packers traded for Daniel Carlson recently oh really and I was just shocked that like I didn't hear about it because I just had no clue who Andrews Carlson was and um but I mean you know it's it's funny though because I, I, I thought they were about to send out Mason Crosby and I was like, yeah exactly <laughs> I was yeah. like wait hold on but um yeah no I, I'm I was uh I feel bad for the kid but you know he'll bounce back but yeah um tell me about the 49ers from their perspective of so 49ers it's a worrisome game, in my opinion. If you're a 49ers fan or if you're anything like that, if you don't have Debo Samuel next week, it's going to be very difficult to beat this Lions team. Right. Who's he, he opens up that playbook a lot. Yeah, and, I mean, Brock Purdy didn't look good whatsoever. Yeah, we can get into that a little bit more. But, yeah, there's been a lot of criticism about Brock Purdy during that game. Uh, um, I'm going to know where you guys stand. Like, I think this game, I've seen it a lot, but no matter what side of the like spectrum you stand on on Brock Purdy, this game – provided nothing to change your mind because he looked terrible the entire game but then had a good I mean two he, two good and uh drives to you know win the game right but I mean you could say okay he looked terrible the whole game he's not that good but then he also brought them back so you could be like yeah he's that yeah. kind of guy I was I was kind of gonna say something along those lines something that doesn't help Brock Purdy is his style of play mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean it's 
you know, he's very much part of a system. He's very much part of a system because that's what Kyle Shanahan always has done. Every player is in Kyle Shanahan's offense is very much part of the system. Some guys are able to elevate it, like your Christian McCaffrey's, Debo Samuel's, um, even George Kittle's. But um, he is definitely there to facilitate everything. And what he does well, really well, is anticipate make the right call, and throw generally highly accurate balls. And there was a rain problem going on over this game, and he's not a, a huge guy, um, especially for uh, you know quarterbacks in the NFL. So I think that affected a lot of the throws, and there were some miscommunications. But overall, I mean, you know, when it came down to it, he made some high-level throws, mm-hmm. pushed the team down the field, and got it done. And I think, um, I think that probably says, overall says more for Purdy than it doesn't. Just in oh, terms of the, yeah. the spectrum that you're talking about. Um, and it's still, my opinion over him the whole season was great player. No, I never thought he was the MVP. I was right. never going to make mm-hmm. that take. Yeah. But I do. I strongly believe that he is a that he is a good quarterback, and he's there for a reason. He beat out, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trim, who both look awful now. But you know, he beat out those guys for a reason. And um, and yeah, he's continued to be consistent. And, well, I guess towards the end, but for seventh round pick, he's got a pretty good career so oh, far. Yeah. So I mean, like, props to him. Um, one of the big things I've heard, like, um, I know we kind of mentioned this a little bit, but there was a lot of blame on Brock Purdy throughout the game, and then of course, like you guys said, he made those two big plays and ended up winning the game. Right. And it kind of leads leads me into my next game. It's I've heard. I think it was a really good quote. Um, Panth- uh, Connor. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm spazzing <laughs> oh, out right for now. two. <laughs> I know. Tanner. I um I know you might have heard this is from Greg Olson. Of course, you. Being of the course. Panthers fan. First, my first ever jersey, by the way. Really? Greg Olson, yeah. Okay, yeah. See, that's something you can never forget. All mm-hmm. right. So let me – I think his quote was along the lines of, if we're giving Josh Allen these losses, like, you know, how some people in the media are saying, like, he lost that game, right. which we can t- get into. But people are saying, if you're going to give Josh Allen those losses, then you have to give Brock Purdy those wins. And right. I just want to um, – and now that you guys said, like, your points on Brock Purdy, I want to know where you guys stand on Josh Allen. They would, like – I like Josh Allen's game. I just think the way he gets too I don't want to say I don't know I don't know how to word it, but like careless. He gets a little too careless with the ball. And I mean he didn't really show up this game with he didn't really have any turnovers, but I like his game a lot. It's just there are times where I'm like, Okay, what are you doing? Yeah. And and before we add more, I, let me just add the context. You know, I know we know, but the Buffalo Bills ended up losing to the Kansas City Chiefs by three points with a score of uh, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Right. I just wanted to throw that in there. I'm sure the audience knows, but just to yeah, you know, just clarify. To clarify. Um, I mean, <clears throat> I I really didn't like seeing people uh, blame the game on Josh Allen, mm-hmm. um, and I think. And I also I think most people would probably agree with that. I don't think it's a very hot take because if you watch the game, it's not hard to realize that the only reason they were in that game is because of Josh Allen. Right. That no point did the Bills look like the better football team than the Chiefs over the entire hour of football that was played. They found ways to stay in, and a lot of that is Josh Allen. Like, that throw where he was wheeling out left, threw it at the pylon to uh, Khalil Shakir, I believe, mm-hmm. that is an unbelievable throw. Unbelievable throw. And he's wheeling out to his to his weak side from probably 25 yards away, and he puts it on a dot at the pylon. That is an unbelievable throw. And he did things like that for a lot of this game. His legs kept him in it. Um, and again, on that last drive, what we talked about a lot um, during the game was uh, Stefan Diggs on that low crossing route, drag route, whatever you want to call it. Um, he had it. It was open for, uh, and then it was third and nine, I believe. It was second and nine. Second and nine. So second and nine, he had that low crosser. That being said, um, 
don't, don't get me wrong. I understand uh, looking at that and wanting to take it. But where we and you, I guess, disagreed on this, Jalen, was that throw that he made um, downfield. I believe that route was going to get open. Oh, I do too. And that would have been a huge yeah. play. But I didn't. I also don't think he threw it into the ground. He got run into by yeah, the he tackle. Got, yeah. He got run into by the tackle, and it affected his rotation. That's why the ball died, and it stopped probably 10 yards short of where it should have been. Yeah. When and, I was texting you about it real quick, it was just, I was, uh, I didn't think it was that bad until I went to back and rewatched it. Right. I didn't realize how much his balance got off thrown. Yeah, because he almost yeah. gets his foot stepped on yeah, a little bit, too. Uh, it affects his rotation a lot, and that's, you know, 90% of power on a football especially if you're putting it on a rope like he was to find the hole in the defense downfield and I do think it was going to be a touchdown yeah exactly so I'm not upset with him taking that shot because that's what that that's what that game was all game was him having to make a big play to keep him in there and um, you know a lot of things went wrong for the Bills man so many things went wrong and um, yeah I don't know I think Josh Allen is still one of the best players in this league Um, so oh wait I was going to say, I have a question. So I know uh, we're talking about Bill, uh, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I know y'all saw the deep route that Stephon Diggs dropped. It's a little late, the throw. No, I mean, would y'all say, like, it was a bad ball? It was a bad ball. I He had to stop. I mean, it, she should have been caught, first of all. It no, been, yeah, it, it was definitely catchable. But first of all, a bad ball, he threw it 65 yards. I know, I know. But like, and not, he gave his not, guy a chance. I know, but like, it, not we're saying bad ball, but like. You know, yeah, that's an impressive throw. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I can't do that. Like, yeah. but I'm just do you saying, think like, it's more on the throw or more on like just him? I think for Stefan Diggs' caliber, he should have caught it. But yeah. at the same time, the way that ball was played, Stefan Diggs had to slow. Yeah. And I think. I think it was Darius Slayton who pointed this out I, on Twitter. He made a very good point about mm-hmm. it. And it was just like, it was just, when, when you're gone like that or something, he said, it was just like, it's just a bad ball from Josh Allen. Like, I'm just paraphrasing. That's what I, I was thinking. And that's, I see where you're coming from there. But it's there. definitely a catchable ball. Yeah. 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 And in terms of the play, man, like, I don't know, when you're a quarterback, and especially like in the NFL, it's not on the quarterback for especially a really deep shot, like a 50-yard shot. It's not necessarily on, it's on the quarterback to make that a perfect ball to where it floats into the breadbasket for Stephon Diggs. 90% of deep balls in the NFL are the wide receiver tracking it. And Stephon Diggs did an unbelievable job. He made a great play on it. He did exactly what he needed to do. He got it to where it was going to fall right into his chest, and the DB was too far ahead. It was, it was honestly a great play from him. Um, and it just it falls through, and you got to you have to say a little bit that you know he probably should make that catch. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't and, blame that on Josh Allen at all. Right, and he, you can argue that it wasn't the best ball, but again, it's sixty five yards downfield, and the goal of those throws isn't again, it isn't to put the ball in the perfect spot and float it right in there. It's to give your guy a chance. Right. It's mm-hmm. to give your guy a chance to make a play, and Stephon Diggs had the chance to make a play. Um, the DB didn't play it perfectly because I mean. It would have been really hard to play that perfectly. Um, and it went right through. And, again, that's just, like I said earlier, it's one of those things that just kind of stacked onto this game that uh, those small mistakes, when they had chances, they didn't they didn't convert. And uh, The worst mistake of the night probably being that fake punt. That fake punt that, was brutal. Yeah. That was awful. I mean, honestly, from a call perspective, the I box was super light. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. But, but, man, you're on the, the 30. The execution was just terrible. Yeah, that's a bold call. Yeah. Um, and it sucks that Demar Hamlin was the one who, had, like, of course, has to. Yeah. I mean, I guess they wanted to make him kind of like you know, like oh, that's a, like a special moment for him. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, that may just be where he is on special teams, you're and right, that's where right. the ball goes yeah. for that look. He is but. not like a starter, so that's probably yeah. Exactly. I don't think they said Demar get out there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's where <laughs> he is, Disney and that's original. how that play works. Your time. Pull, yeah. Pull a Disney original, Demar. It's your time <laughs> to get out there. I this believe is, in you. This is this is what we uh, called you back up for. So, um, 
I yeah. So I thought it was a great game. I'm I'm <laughs> Tanner, you're gonna be find this funny. I actually uh, okay. this game I hate to say it, but I moved Josh Allen my top three quarterbacks. I think I like I think uh What I was will, your top three before that, if you don't mind me? I asking. mean it was still uh Mahomes Burrow. And then you can make the case. Who was three? Like remember we said like mm-hmm. uh, just it was like I think it was tied between I think I said Hurts or Lamar. Oh. And I said I would give it to Hurts probably. Hurts over Lamar. <laughs> but like it's looking pretty bad like that. Yeah. Not a great so take I, I'm gonna like uh, I'm gonna go back on that a little bit. And I'm, gonna play, <laughs> I'm gonna so do Mahomes. That's um, what I was trying Burrow. to get out of you right there. Yeah. I heard the first two and then you got real quiet, you so you I had to press it. Up there? Yeah, so we're up there. I mean, he was he I'm was great gonna, when he was in. He yeah, was, uh, he's still just not yeah. healthy. I would yeah. say Mahomes, Lamar. You can't have Lamar not. In your Lamar top is three. one. Oh, I think yeah. that my top three is Mahomes, Lamar, Allen. Yeah, that's yeah. What mine I, is. That's probably what I'm going, changing it to. But yeah. like, Allen's like right there. Like I'm saying, it, he's definitely above Hurts now. Yeah, uh, I think oh, Allen yeah. is. I, um, I would probably put Burrow at four. I don't know if <sighs> it's getting after it's the close. season. It's a little tough to put Hurts in the top five. And then you got to think of CJ Stroud. Yeah, yeah, he's right there too. Like you know, there was so I get what you're saying. It's hard to put a Hurts up there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of facts showing that the Jalen Hurts was not given yeah. a system to succeed because there's a, you know those little charts. I, and statistically, yeah. he had his best year. I think, I think like passing have, the ball. Wise. Yeah, I have somewhat of a I have somewhat of a take on that. I think don't get me wrong, he probably wasn't given his best system, but I think it's because he had the perfect scenario last year. Yeah, I think they yeah. faced so much so much man coverage, and the run because the run game was great. So all he had to do was you know be protected by a pretty good offensive line, run a decent amount of play action, and you know hit guys on crossers and go balls downfield. But they played a lot of zone this year, and that really killed this off. I think it's a big part of why the offense couldn't succeed is because or consistently succeed at least is because of how much zone they played, and just the team wasn't scheme wise prepared for that. Yeah, and, I mean, um, you look at I, like I've watched all of their games. I go back and look. They're the, like basically the same formation every play. There's there's no under center. I there's think, no motion. There's nothing of that. And there's nothing targeted in the middle of the field. Everything is on the boundaries. And I it's think, just like I think CMC said it best on the Manning cast where he like literally called five straight Eagles plays. Yeah. <laughs> he was like their offense is just so predictable. Dude, I think that Shane Steichen loss is that's it's, the it's, it's most huge. significant. I think he may have been the best coach. I think he's probably the most valuable member of the coaching staff on that team Probably. it's looking I mean, like i mean jonathan gannon after he sorry to mean after you but jonathan gannon after he beat the eagles himself it looks like yeah, they were yeah, both yeah. they were both great coordinators that <sighs> went it's quick. funny how we were like oh, god i don't even want to get into it <laughs> we can get into it later but we'll come back to the eagle stuff but just to finish up the bills and the chiefs game is there anything from the Chiefs side that really impressed you before we wrap up evan i know you wanted to make a quick little comment oh no i was just going to comment about josh allen i think i think it's necessary for the team because we saw early in the season, like whenever he tried to play more conservative, they started out what six and six, and then he started getting back into his game, and that's what the team needs. But you can also see it's kind of their downfall sometimes. So that's all I had to say about Josh Allen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think um, you guys all make great points, and unfortunately, I guess when we come back, we can get a little bit more into this Eagles discussion. Even Let's though. Go. <laughs> Even though I'm not, I'm not. Uh, I've been not waiting for this for such a long time. But you are listening to the student section NFL on WVUA ninety point seven. WVUA FM, Tuscaloosa.
we are back. You are listening to the student section NFL on WVUA 90.7. Now, I know we said we were going to get into the Eagles conversation, and uh, I know how excited I am for that, but I thought maybe we can so continue. Excited. <laughs> Connor, <laughs> Connor, please be my like Eagles representative, like, like my fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, f- I figured we can go back and talk a little bit more about these divisional games. Let's go ahead and talk about the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Detroit Lions. Tampa Bay, so close on getting that upset victory over Detroit. Um, Detroit wins with a final score of 31 to 23, and the Lions hold on um, at home to take down the Bucks and advance to play the San Francisco 49ers. So before we get into that, um, not going to pat myself on the back, but I guess that's kind of what I'm doing. <laughs> hey man, take it. Do, take it. Do, do, I mean, you get a little victory toy. Yeah, just a little tour. bit. I mean, I'll like, do it later with a team that I think everyone else knows. But, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We have both had some really good takes, but yeah. the only reason I'm making a callback uh, to this is because I think earlier when we did our preseason predictions, we were just talking about under the radar teams, and right. one of my under the radar teams uh, were the Tampa Bay Bucks. I just said this is a team that just went to a Super Bowl not too long ago, and they still have a lot of core pieces back. And I really was rooting for Baker, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. but you know that final drive was hard, hard to watch. But yeah, I mean, but honestly, so tell me your thoughts uh, how Baker did over well overall, excuse me, and how the Lions like how they're doing i don't think i think we had them as contenders to start the season a little bit but i still think they exceeded everyone's expectations especially oh, with the yeah. drafts so i mean let's i want to start off with the uh, buccaneers i think baker played his butt off all season uh he definitely i feel like he has a chance to be in the conversation for comeback player of the year absolutely i don't think he'll win it i think Tamar Hamlin, you know, kind of got revived on the field and still playing. So or that's Joe, definitely up there. I think my vote's Joe Flacco. And then, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, Joe Flacco just coming off the couch and just leading the Browns <clears throat> to the playoffs is also incredible. <laughs> but Rashad White had a pretty good season. Yeah. But this Baker Mayfield-Mike Evans connection throughout the whole game was insane. Was I awesome. know I, – I can't remember. Was it the uh, drive before halftime or so? It was. Where, early on. Early on there were a lot of drops. But that drive yeah. before yeah. half, when he hit, everything changed. Everything was the Mike Evans, and they were just cooking the entire Lions secondary. But we're, I want to move on to the Lions. Jared Goff looked good, but Jameer Gibbs, he is a difference maker. I know a lot yep. of us, including me, Look at the draft, and you pick Jameer Gibbs with the 14th overall pick. Makes sense now. And then yeah. Jack Campbell in the first round still. Yeah. I think it was like 22nd pick, yeah. And then he, he took the only two positions you shouldn't take in the first round. And they in the are first exceeding round. Like, expectations. expectations. Yeah. Yep. So, incredible. I think those are the. that's going to be the reason why I want to say they're going to upset the 49ers. It's just oh, because wow. of Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, the running. Okay. That running uh, back duo. But I mean, Amon, Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown looked incredible. I, I think this this Lions offense is very good under Ben Ben Johnson. Right. Yes. Their defense worries me a little bit, but since getting C.J. Gardner Johnson back, they have a different kind of like edge to him, I guess you could say. And so he looked incredible. I know that interception he just flipped to Baker Mayfield on the first drive was very disrespectful, and I love right. that. That was awesome. I love that. That's football, man. That's uh-huh. what I came to see. I also don't know if you noticed uh, that Amon Ra St. Brown mm-hmm. touchdown. Did you notice that was a uh, Baker's viral dance from one? Yeah, no, I yeah. saw that. I oh, that was yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, they were doing sending a lot of little subtle shots. Um, but yeah, overall, just a great matchup. Um, it makes me kind of wonder what their plan is for this offseason. I think if I had to take a guess, I think the Bucks are definitely bring, trying to try, going to try to bring back uh, Baker and Mike Evans. I don't think Mike Evans leaves, to be honest. Yeah. I think he's going to resign. I would be surprised if he leaves. I, yeah, I think he he might just seems well. like a four-lifer. And yeah. Also, just I don't think this 
gets enough credit. He has a thousand yard season every season. season. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> like uh, I don't, I don't think that gets said enough. Like that is truly unbelievable. But uh, that's just me, fit, like you know, being a fan over the hair. But um, Evan, do you have anything to add about like any of the games or what you think about Baker? Um, I, this season I've always been a Baker believer, but this season just. I guess everyone else could see it. And even at some points in this game, it just seemed like he had complete control over the game. Obviously, he had those two picks, but just that last drive before half and that last drive before his last drive, he just was making every right decision. Um, dropping back, looked completely comfortable, in control, just dotting it up. I, I love Baker. I think, I think, I hope he gets a good, very big contract this uh, upcoming summer, and I and I think uh, the point to just to add on to you, like um, in terms of him just staying in the pocket, that one throw, like he kind of like Patrick Mahomes esque, where he was like on the uh, side rolled out, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, oh god, little, little Mahomie, <laughs> he's he's feeling <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> that right there, that's yeah. a little Mahomie from yeah. Little Mahomie. I oh. dude, I thought these OCs dealt mm-hmm. all game. Oh great, if there was almost all like all the plays that I thought were high success they weren't like they weren't like crazy plays made by the plays and obviously the players deserve all the credit in the world but they a lot of these guys they were open by you know five yards at least and um when I see stuff like that I generally think that that's a great play call I think you know dialed up dialed up in the right situation and especially in that last drive before half that we already talked about that's what it was guys got open I mean and uh they had that and to end it, Mike Evans had that fade up the sideline. Uh, I believe that ended it. Uh, yeah. And again, that's so many good plays back to back, and Baker looked comfortable the entire time. And to speak on those offensive coordinators, we're going to be talking about them a little bit more later in the show because both of them are actually in recent head coaching uh, conversations. Um, ben Johnson from the Lions, and um, I'm blanking on the offensive coordinator, offensive coordinator names for Tampa Bay, for the um, Bucks. Yeah, for the Bucks. Dave Canales. Dave Canales. Thank you. I'm mm-hmm. so surprised I said no that name correctly. No but let's move on to our last and final um, game: uh, the Baltimore Ravens versus the Houston Texans. Um, I mean, really, I don't feel like there's really a lot to talk about, but we, I think we just need to acknowledge that Lamar Jackson looks like he's arrived. Um, Absolutely. This team fuels off of him and his energy, and I think the one of, one of the clips I thought was super funny about that game is um, Lamar Jackson started scrambling, and I think um, his left tackle, Ronnie Staley, is that his name? Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Stanley, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, he got in his way and then Lamar's on the ground he's yeah. like just angry yeah he's like, <laughs> like oh man yeah like I don't know but I, overall I thought it was a great game by the Ravens I know Texans are a little, Texans fans might be a little bit disappointed but I mean considering I mean, this is a win exactly man. yeah it's the yeah. season overall I mean that's pretty much the Super Bowl like it should yeah. be for them so. absolutely even if they um she's forgive me did they they already won a uh, wild card game who? Yeah, the Texans, yeah. correct? Who? Yes. They, I can't. I they can't remember the Browns. Who they the Browns. The Browns. Joe Flacco. But, I mean, dude, tearing apart the best defense in the league. Yeah. Uh, what we thought was the best defense in the league in the playoffs, and having the season that they did, coming off of you know with a new head coach, new offensive coordinator, new quarterback, um, really young receivers, um, a young defense. Like, how can you not look at this season as a complete win mm-hmm. for Texans fans? It's hard not to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, CJ Stroud, for what he could do against this Baltimore defense, looked really good. But I truly, I believe the Ravens will win it all this year just because 
that linebacking duo, the linebacker duo, They're and so just good. the secondary I mean, uh, overall. The defense in general, Jadavion Clowney had a really good out performance. But, I mean, Roquan Smith, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen just provide this edge. They fly across like, the field. The Texans had, what, like 40 yards rushing between their quarterback and two running backs? I mean, right. Devin Singletary had nine carries for 22 yards. And then their backup running back, Darry Agum. Ogumba Wale or something yes. like that? Yeah. Two rushes for seven Thank yards. Goodness I mean, we have Tanner on this show. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. But, like, you you can't beat a team if you can't run the ball. Right. And the way these guys can just fill up the gaps and then just hit, they they just want to hit. And it's, yeah. it's they honestly are, fun to watch. They are incredibly well coached on both sides. I mean, just from a from a football perspective, man, they are a well-oiled machine. And uh, I know we just talked about coordinators, but going to these two these two teams, too, both of these uh, coordinators for both, like, offensive and defensive, are both getting, like, um, uh, interviews. I'm yeah. sorry, for head coaches. I, I love what uh, Todd Monken has done. Um, I believe I can't remember who the uh, defensive guy is. I knew his name, like, yesterday. For who? The Ravens. Ravens. DC. Mc, I, I know. Mike, it's like, I know who you're McDaniels? talking McDaniels? <laughs> <laughs> it's something along those lines. I promise you it's close. McDonald? Yeah. McDonald. Yeah. Mike McDonald. Mike, close, close enough. Close. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think both of those guys have done a phenomenal job this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the offensive coordinator for the Texans, I want to say it's like Slovan. Yeah. It's Slovic. Bob, Bobby Slovak. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't know where I was thinking. It's okay. <laughs> but, um, but again, both sides of the ball, incredibly well coached. Guys make plays. They are where they're supposed to be. The defense covers so much ground. And with the offense, man, you never know. Like, how I don't know how you possibly defend this team. What they, they did, um, they ran this um, power boot successfully twice. And it was essentially where or Lamar literally just fakes a power run to the right side. And he's keeping an eye out to his right while looking back, so the left end, whatever it is. And he uh, comes down. Meanwhile, Ronnie Stanley lets him through. And Lamar fakes the handoff to the running back. Then he runs outside. Now he's now it's Lamar Jackson outside with Ronnie Stanley as his lead blocker. And they scored, I believe, tw- maybe got a big gain off once and then scored another running the exact same play out of the same formation. I know there was one play where they ran the exact same play, but he rolled out and threw a touchdown to Isaiah Likely. And, I mean, exactly. you, you can't do anything against that if you have Lamar Jackson killing you with your legs and then yeah. you just roll out and throw and he's it. An, and he's an elite pocket passer right now, too, which yeah. makes him unbelievable, man. If you, He's one of the best players in the open field in the NFL, and he is an elite pocket passer. It's unheard of. And, you know, this is uh – it's funny looking back that no one wanted to take a chance on Lamar Jackson. You know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, Falcons didn't I, want to trade I saw for that him. tweet too. But yeah. also, I think you know, like I said, we've talked about this. I think a lot, of, a little bit has to do with like not setting a uh, precedent. You know, after the Watson situation, mm-hmm. just right. like not like they don't want you know players to you know, like forcing themselves, like kind of forcing their hand. Yeah, I think that yeah. was kind of the play. But at the same time, if you're like the Falcons and you're just like just fired your head coach, which we're about to get into a little bit, yeah. why wouldn't you have taken that chance on Lamar Jackson? Like, good for him. I, I think no he's going to win his second MVP. Um, he's only 27 years old. He's still looking for that first Super Bowl win, but, hey, mm-hmm. he's looking pretty good right now. Hey, man, speaking of the Ravens, real quick, um, I'm going to take a slight victory lap. It's not. I don't think it's quite as impressive as – your take, Jim, so about, about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I did have the Ravens as my ultimate Super Bowl contender. Yeah, this year we did. You did have that. I so I, I just wanted, you know, just wanted to. I'm clapping. Throw that back. Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate that. Claps that claps for the both of us. But also that Texans Browns trade that you were just talking about that may go down as one of the worst deals 
Oh, all oh time. I, I think, think so. It's to get CJ Stroud and Willie, I can't remember what the picks were specifically out of that deal. Wasn't like CJ Stroud, Will Anderson, um, Tank Dell. Wasn't that? I know Tank Dell was was one of the Derek Stingley. I don't know. Was Derek Stingley? That feels early. I don't know if that's early. I feel like. or not, but I thought Derek Stingley was a part of that trade. Maybe but it was. Uh, regardless, yeah. <laughs> even I mean, I mean, man, even if it was just Stroud and Anderson for Deshaun Watson right now, that looks so much better. I honestly feel so bad for like the Browns franchise because they can't they keep getting in their own way. And the same thing to the Jets, like as we talked about right. when Aaron Rodgers went down, who they they wanted to search up, call all these uh, backup quarterbacks. He was right. on who's their backup quarterback last year, Joe Flacco. <laughs> they didn't reach out to Joe Flacco, or they said no, not interested. And now right. look at that. I bet you they would like to do that over. But yeah, both of those franchises, man, it's it's tough. But yeah. um. Good for the Texans. I think we can say that. They have a good culture. Absolutely. They have Absolutely. a really good culture. It's hard not to root for D'Amico and the rest of the guys there, man. They, and, like, I like um, – they're very – like, they have a lot of faith going around in that locker room. That's something, like, you don't really see in NFL locker rooms. And I think for a little bit, that was a – there was a report that's actually what started the teardown of the Texans. The teardown of the Texans? Not like uh, – there was reports in-house that the Houston Texans hired someone who had no football experience, but he was more like uh, – Like a religious – Yes, like, yes, and he had okay. no football experience. And I think he was like right under the GM, and he was like making football personnel decisions. Interesting. And that's kind of why like it helped Watson ask for that trade. So I just think it's funny how like – That's that, crazy. And now they have like a very like much more like – like all the players are like – which is like – like helping them like bring them all closer together so yeah. I just think it's funny how it broke them apart and now yeah. they're closer together so yeah. I just think that's wild but um, talking about some more changes around the league let's go ahead and talk about um, well the Atlanta Falcons Bill Pelichick mm. head coach of the Patriots is gone the dynasty is now officially over Yeah, Gerard Mayo is taking over the reins as uh, the head coach of the Patriots let me guys let me know your thoughts on that what do you guys think about the dismissal of Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick going to the Atlanta Falcons, supposedly. He's having his second meeting, I want to say. I think it was earlier today. Who, Bill Belichick? Yeah. I think he had a second meeting either yesterday or two days ago. I think it was – I know it was recent. I think another meeting with Jim Harbaugh again, and they're yes. also meeting with um some of uh, – the who am I thinking of? The coach uh, from the Titans? Vrabel? No, not, not Vrabel. Vrabel. The, um, That's all I got. Yeah, maybe I'm, I'm blanking <laughs> on it too. Yeah. <laughs> But I was just like, yeah, so what do you guys think about that? Gerard Mayo. Uh, I mean, I think Gerard, I think, okay, first, the uh, mutual parting of ways between Bill Belichick and the Patriots, I think it had to be done. There was just so much constant medioc- mediocrity going on the last few years. And there's reports that he wanted to get rid of, he wanted to trade Mac Jones last season, which they probably should have, but Robert Kraft yeah. said, no, we're going to keep him. Apparently, mm-hmm. he didn't even want to draft Mac Jones in the first place. Interesting. Like, apparently, that's what something I read, but I don't know how true that is. But yeah, I had not yeah. heard that. I think it, it was just best for both teams at this – I mean, yeah. the team and the coach at this point because they weren't getting anything done, and this year was just it, – it was hard to look at this season and see, like, okay, is Bill Belichick really going to be want to – does Bill Belichick really want to stay with this team? Or does he want to, you know, go somewhere else and see if he can find success elsewhere? Which I think is best. Right. I would like him to like him to go to Atlanta. I can't lie. I think that would be fun. I've, uh, heard, that, I've heard that's slowing down. Though, it, no, it, I, I did hear it slowing down. But I think if he goes to Atlanta, they can actually use uh, Bijan, yeah. Kyle, Kyle Pitts. I don't know if they draft a quarterback or. 
Kirk Cousins comes because I know Kirk said he wants to what play What is the with the Falcons? Every time around the draft, you literally can't guess what their plans are. Like It's tough, man. It's like like when you think they're going to zig, they always zag. and like Having old Arthur Smith in there <laughs> made a little strange the past few years as well. Yeah. But um, I don't know, man. Speak, kind of speaking of the Falcons, I want to mention this for like half a second. But um, one, I guess we'll get to this probably more in depth later. But um, in terms of the Panthers, the two most likely candidates, I think on like betting websites or whatever it is, are um, Ben Johnson and Mike Rabel, mm-hmm. but also um, Dan Quinn. And if Dan Quinn is hired as the Panthers head coach, then all hope is lost. Yeah. yeah. I, then it will be just because right now this is kind of a last ditch effort yeah. for this team to put something together to do some things right and it I think Dan Quinn is an objectively bad hire he's had his chances and he has proven that he's just not a head coach he's a great defensive coordinator he puts together some really really good defenses but he is I think he I don't want to say clearly but he has had his chances as a head coach and has been unsuccessful and he hasn't had he's still in the ring for a lot of other teams in the league right now one of the teams being um you know, Pete Carroll was for let go by right. the Seahawks. Absolutely. Apparently, uh, Dan Quinn. He has a lot of ties in the Seattle area, so right. that wouldn't be a surprising move. But yeah. you're just saying, you're just saying like you want some new ideas. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I'm happy for Dan Quinn to get another chance. But I think the Panthers are in a spot where you're not here to give a vet another chance. You know what I mean? Do you right. want to get a guy who's going to be with this franchise for a while, going to work with a young quarterback, which is why you look at guys like Ben Johnson and Dave Canales, who are uh, just young coaches, just in general, and they're both offensive-minded guys. Yeah, and then like I know we spoke on him a little bit, but Dave, uh, can you say his last name for me again? Canales, I Can- believe. Can- oh. It's C A N A L E S. Oh, Canales. Yes. Okay. So Dave Canales, um, I know we mentioned him earlier, but I know we talked about it off the air. But right. you know, you saw what he did with Baker this year. Obviously, right. incredible year from Baker. But the year before, um, he was Geno Smith's quarterback coach, right. and that's the year Geno Smith won the comeback player of the year. He's, so he's back to back given players career highs I believe yeah. in most statistical categories so I understand like while you might be a little hesitant because he hasn't he's only coming off one year of calling plays and being the offensive coordinator but right I mean hey you look at the past two years he's had a fantastic record so you might as well I mean if you're the Panthers give him a go partly I want him just because I want to see Bryce Young play good football yeah. I, I, I don't care if the defense is the worst in the league I just because what made this season suck being a Panthers watcher fan whatever is that one we lost a lot of games but two there was nothing exciting about any moment of any game yeah because you couldn't you know Bryce yes. couldn't be your maybe one the Packers game one could be the exception yeah because we actually had a pretty good day long 17 weeks for that moment exactly yeah and like there was no part of the offense that was fun to watch you know what I mean they didn't let Bryce you know make plays and things like that it was just it was just horribly depressing you didn't like Miles Sanders going down every two weeks see I I t- <laughs> I said this when Miles Sanders was <laughs> was taken or was tri- signed. I guess yeah, signed. Yeah. Um, Pretty big contract. I don't like. Why do you give a guy who like we've talked about this before? So I don't get too deep into it. But he played behind the best run blocking line in the league. Only had one time getting over a thousand yards. Yes, and yeah. before that, he was part of a running back committee every year. Yeah, um, like I still miss you know Miles, but. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened to you. As soon as you guys signed him, I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Right side, though, Chuba Hubbard, yeah. good, very yeah. good player. You guys found out that he's your guy. So, yeah. I mean, I'm curious to see what you guys do in the draft. A lot of moves. Um, but going back to the head coaching search just real quick, um, 
Mike McCarthy. I know a lot of speculation on him getting fired, but guess I, what? There's no. <laughs> I think that is the biggest nothing mistake change. in Cowboys. Cowboys oh. Nothing changes if nothing changes, man. I don't oh. know how you could bring Mike McCarthy back after this. You, you can't, really. It's playoff failure after unless, playoff failure. for Jerry Jones. And I heard a rumor that I don't know. Like I said, it's a rumor, so I don't know how much it's true, but they went after Belichick, and then Belichick was like, I'm not really interested in the Cowboys. And then they were wow. like, we're bringing back McCarthy. <laughs> but if what you're saying of the Falcons is true and he's not like maybe doesn't go to the Falcons, maybe that reopens up his interest a little bit. And maybe, but I don't know. They were already the, with the Cowboys, you're saying? I mean, the Belichick, maybe he's like more open to coaching the, the Cowboys. Right. I think depending on where Har, if Har, if the Chargers want Harbaugh, then I think he could end up in Washington, which was kind of speculated early on, but then it died out. Mm-hmm. Well, there's reports as of today about that it's pretty much a done deal. Ben Johnson's going to be the new head coach of the Commanders. Oh, there you go. So I don't know how true that is, but, it, but that's one of the like top rumors right now, that it's a pretty much being finalized when right. their agents are talking. Kind of like how we heard with Antonio Pierce the other day. Right. Uh, I think a day before we heard that like he's going to be the new head coach, people said it was being finalized, and then next day he was made the head coach. Mm-hmm. So, nice. um, I'm sorry that you didn't get Ben Johnson, but like, I mean, I'll get over it. still a lot of great options out there. I mean, Ben Johnson, he, you know, he's got another year under his belt, but he's still a very similar coaching candidate to a Dave Canales. Yeah. So, yeah. And, like, I just and we could still get Vrabel. Yeah, very well. Which, which, which would be, be awesome. Yeah, because yeah. no matter how bad – I don't I want to say how bad, but like – how good or bad his roster is, they always seem to overperform. And he always puts together good defense, too. Yeah. I mean, isn't it crazy the last time Harbaugh was in the NFL, the Super Bowl was Ravens and 49ers? Yep. And now look what's happening. What a Super Bowl, by yeah. the way. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. I don't think that's – he, he went to the NFC and then he won the Super Bowl, right? Or went to the Super Bowl? Do what? Harbaugh? Because he, he went like he went to the NFC game with Kaepernick, right? And then, right to the NFC Championship. Yeah. Okay, yes. And, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, I was a little confused when yeah, you said I, he went I to the NFC, the one yeah. the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, exactly I didn't know what bad. to make of that. <laughs> yeah, that's my fault. I was just making sure. But okay, um, yeah, like we said, uh, Mike McCarthy, Ben Johnson. We talked about Jim uh, Harbaugh going to the Chargers. Uh, I think that's most likely what's happening. And last one, I know we said Antonio Pierce, but I just wanted this is how bad the players wanted him Max Crosby said yeah. trade me if you do not wow. hire Antonio Pierce that's awesome that's how bad but like to have your best player who I think if I'm not mistaken is one of the only players to play all defensive snaps this year which is a crazy stat he line. played all defensive yeah, snaps yeah I'm pretty sure he didn't miss a snap he didn't miss he once. didn't miss a snap yes and he played through injury which is crazy so wait he didn't miss a snap and he played through injury yes yeah I, I'm that's like, no, yeah. insane. It's, not, it's crazy. It's not. It's not. It doesn't make sense. He's but, an alien, dude. Yeah, I know. So major props to him. And then, um, gosh, good, good luck, Raiders. Like I'm really excited what they do. I hope Antonio Pierce. Have we've we've mentioned before. He has taught a Jaden Daniels, taught coach to Jaden Daniels. So right. it'd be interesting to see if Oakland maybe finds a way up to take the former right. or the current Heisman. So very possible. And then our last uh, changes around the league before we head to break, um, the subject we've been dreading to talk about. <sighs> Nick Sirianni is staying as the Eagles head coach, but both coordinators were fired. Uh, Sean Desai, Matt, Matt Patricia, both who were defensive coordinators at one point during the season, mm-hmm. which were Matt, totally I forgot rude. about Matt Patricia. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, and then Brian fired, Johnson. And then Brian Johnson's also let go of today. Um, kind of strange that he's still getting a lot of head coaching interviews. But I think that speaks more about Nick Sirianni and how right. little he does in the locker room. I know it's crazy because last time I was here, we were all praising Nick Sirianni, but just seeing 
How far we come? Yeah. <laughs> Tanner, Tanner, not all of us. Tanner, yeah, you Tanner, take your big I was not praising Nick Sirianni. He had two, you know, he two victory laps today. I've had a bad feeling about Nick Sirianni's impact on the Philadelphia Eagles for a long time. I think he benefited from, and again, I don't mean to, I, it feels a little messed up maybe to call it a one year dynasty, but kind of what happened. They were one, of, they were the best team, one of if not the best teams in the league, the um, two years ago. Yeah, and at the time they had Shane Steichen who has now coached Anthony Richardson and turned a pretty rough Colts team into a uh, likely a contender with Anthony Richardson on the field. They still won uh, some games with Gardner Minshew in, but that guy undoubtedly is a really good offensive mind, especially with an athletic quarterback. And Anthony Richardson is the athletic quarterback, in my opinion. But um, So you had Shane Steichen, and then you had Jonathan Gannon, who I honestly wasn't, I really wasn't a Jonathan Gannon believer at the time. I I criticized the Cardinals hire a lot, and I think we all did. We were wrong about Jonathan Gannon. Well, one year looking out. We'll we'll see how he does next year with more pieces. And with Sirianni specifically, um, I've said, you know, things that are are tough to explain, like, you know, shrug me the wrong way, just in the way he goes about being an NFL coach. Yeah. And um, like like I said, like a, a while ago, I criticized the way that he interacted um, with fans, and it's mm-hmm. because I think the way I view at least, and, if, and we we talk about that plenty. But at the time, I said the way I view an NFL coach is somebody who is, you know, the example for his team. He does ev- ev- like he is what the perfect uh, personality-wise player, I guess, should be on that team. That's what head coaches are, and. I guess in my opinion, that's not what they partake in. They're worried about their team. They're worried about improving them, their own team, every single week. And just, you know, I'm sure Sirianni's a good guy, but it seems like with locker rooms problems, with locker room problems happening this year, I don't think that he helped. And I don't know if maybe he didn't do enough to fix these locker room problems. I will say, well, you, I don't think you were here. This is the the week you weren't. I don't here. think I was. This uh, me and Connor talked about it. it. We found out that like first of all, Nick Sirianni's apparently doing most of the play calling. And then two. That remember that game the Eagles just went they had like 15 seconds left and he just chucked it down the field. Are you talking about the Seahawks game? Yeah, yeah. And like you know, I, like they just kind of chucked it down the field. Okay. Apparently, from what I remember, that was kind of an audible, and then Nick, that was not the, what they had called, and they were and that was the players trying to draw the interception. They had nothing to do with Sirianni, and Sirianni came out in the press conference and was like, "Yeah, that was my mistake. I made that call." And then AJ Brown, I think a week later, came out and said everything that Nick has been telling y'all. That's all lies. Like, he's been covering for us. It's all the players. Right. And now with the season over, it's turning out that apparently Jalen Hurts and Brian Johnson didn't see eye to eye a lot of the times, and Jalen Hurts was calling audibles. And now there's right. reports that Jalen oh, – but, you know, Philly media, they could be exaggerating. I, Philly, Philly media is <laughs> it's, like – It's ridiculous. Everyone's worst enemy because yeah. they will see something and they'll try to turn it against a team, and it's just like, okay, but come on. But I do think it's important to note because this is kind of similar to what happened to Carson Wentz because – they Philly media came out and said this, but then it turned out they were right, and you saw what happened with Carson Wentz. Right. But now there's speculation that Jalen Hurts has changed since he's gotten his money, in terms of not being at like he's just very closed off. Like interesting, he's just to himself, and like he's not going to give you emotion. That's why we've seen like there's been moments from press conferences this year that have been very un, like uncharacteristic from what we've seen from Jalen, like in terms of answers, like very short answers. Yeah, and then also. Um, He's been getting yelled out a lot by his teammates on the sideline. Now, I think a lot of it has to do right. with frustration, but I'm just saying, when you see like a rumor like that, you're wondering how much truth there is in there. But right. like we said, we don't really know. Yeah, I mean, I won't, you know, I won't try to speculate on 
that stuff because that is so hard to know for right. sure. You know, you can make all the observations you want on the sidelines and, you know, try to uh, evaluate that. But I think if nothing else, you know, if an, all the personality stuff aside, I think in the modern NFL, you need a head coach that is contributing significantly on at least one side of the ball. He has to be a really good offensive guy that's, you know, uh, develops the system every year, calls plays, or he has to be a really good defensive guy who develops the system and plays a role in play calling. And I didn't, I don't think Nick Sirianni did either of those things. I think he's just more of a team builder, uh, like someone, someone you right. hire to bring a rebuilding team together, and then you hire right. a new. Yeah, and coach. I don't. It just doesn't yeah. work long term. You need guys that impact. I thought he could do. Was that guy um, when we went to the Super Bowl? But. Um, when he did that thing, where I think they were reviewing a call, and he like said first down or something, yeah. Jalen Hurts had Jalen to put Hurts his hand like put down. His arm I, down yeah. I, in that moment, I'm not kidding. I was like, oh gosh, I don't know if he's the guy. Yeah, but we'll talk more about the Eagles when we come back. You are listening to the Student Section NFL. WVUA FM, Tuscaloosa. And we are back. You're listening to the student section NFL on WVUA 90.7 Capstone. Um, we're back with our conversation a little bit about the Eagles. And Connor, you wanted to make a point real quick? Yes. Yeah, so I personally, I think Nick Sirianni should be fired. But then again, I'm right there with you. <laughs> but I mean, like, but then again, like, you think about it, he went to the Super Bowl last year, right? Out of nowhere, you just make the playoffs and then fire him. I get why not. You're not going to fire him. I just the I, players are advocating for him, which I get. But dude, I get that. Yeah, seven number one seed, eleven like ten to one, eleven to one, whatever. You literally coming. You beat the Bills. You beat the Chiefs, and then you and then like uh, you beat the Dolphins. Like you yeah, beat right after that. You beat every good team that you had to. And then you go up to the 49ers, and I mean, you're telling me something for... clicked because <laughs> they, they they got punked to that game, and then they lost to the what. Cowboys, Seahawks, Seahawks, Bucks. Giants, Cardinals. It's like, okay, wow. Brutal. What's going on? You can't, like, that's unacceptable to me if I'm Mr. Lori. Okay, <laughs> Mr. So, Lori. <laughs> Mr. Lori. What I wanted, <laughs> Had to so, show him respect. <laughs> just like, if I was, you know, what I want the Eagles to do this year, first off, get rid of Bradbury. Yeah. He is washed. Yeah. Or I should call Baldberry. I don't think Bald we Barry. can do that though, because like that's one of the his 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 cap hit will be insane. I think yeah. maybe just keep him on the team, just bench him. We get Isaiah Rogers back next season, which is very big. It's a very underrated pickup. Uh, I think Keely Ringo really showed out in his uh, snaps ending the season. Eli Ricks looked good. I think you have Slay and you have those core three guys going into next season I want for the DC position I want us to rehire Denard Wilson he was our DB coach uh, last year and he's now the DB coach for the Baltimore Ravens and I want him to be our DC next year I would be okay with Al Harris to DB coach for the Cowboys and former Eagles player Al Harris would be fun yeah it's 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 one of those two I think I'm not hating against your point I just really hate because the Eagles it's always in in house. Like Denar Wilson was with the Eagles, and then we like you know. But it's also like we hired Nick Sirianni because he was in house because of Frank Reich. Like we hired we hired uh there, the mentions of Bob Cooter, Jim Cooter. I like I saw one, that I was like okay from like he's like one of the people we want to interview for the offensive coordinator's positions from him uh, right now, and he's the offensive coordinator of, on the Colts because it's Shane Steichen. I'm like yeah. stop bringing in like <laughs> in house people like yeah. Let's, let's get would, in like you know. I would really love to see. 
Eric Bieniemy. See, I like that. OC. I would love I that. I think that will be. Is there any buzz pickup. for that at all? Uh, I just saw a tweet that apparently he's on one of the top candidate lists. I don't know if like. That's I'm pretty just, sure he. We did interview him for the head coaching position. We when, did. We, yeah. No, we did interview gotcha. him. So I would like to see us sign Eric Bieniemy. And I would honestly, I mean, if we get Bieniemy, I don't want Ron Rivera as DC. No, I just that would. Yeah. Why would we? <laughs> yeah, we have basically become no. the Commanders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not, <laughs> and that's not the example you want to follow, yeah. as it seems. No, right. no. That's how you know you've hit rock bottom. Let's yeah. not go there. I just think we fix our coordinators because looking back at Brian Johnson's and Nick Sirianni's offense last season, there was nothing going to the middle of the field. Everything was onto the uh, boundaries and. It, they ran the same formation every play. The only time they had one play under center, and that one play was the tush push. If we can't run a single back, you know, just dive or stretch or something like that, what's the point of having all these different formations if you're not going to use anything? You're also no pre-snap motion. You're also likely going to lose one of the best centers of all time. Yeah, there's rumors of that, um, but apparently Jason Kelsey hasn't officially made a decision. Uh, apparently, there's he rumors that he, he did not want to. He did not want to go out like that. There's been a lot of people saying he thinks he has a lot of football left in him, and he didn't want to go out like that. So I think we'll it was see. going to be his last game, but the way they ended, I think it, there's a really good. I think there's a possibility. I don't want to say really. I think if we generally got beat, we would like we got beat. But I'm saying like we yeah. didn't beat ourselves. Then like I think he he would retire. I think he might. I come think back. I think it's likely that he retires just based on what I've seen. But I. Yeah. Understand I get it too, yeah. Especially with that documentary. I know we've talked about that literally in the past. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be too shocked. But also, another rumor is just a little bit um, his brother. Apparently, there's a lot of rumors, speculation that his Travis is going to be done after the season. Right. I'm pretty sure he's, I saw he's only two years younger. Pat yeah. Travis is what, 34? Or 34? 35? Yeah. 34? I, I thought I saw that rumor got shut down after the game. Um, I don't know if that was him. Um, but I wouldn't be too surprised. Um, I also, also heard rumors of, and this is Andy Reid's last season. That, I don't, I don't I could see that. Yeah. that. I could see that. I could see it, but at the same time, I don't really think so. I just uh, I just think, what else does he have to do? Like, I mean, he's at. Oh, he's he, proven. He's, for sure. He's, he's yeah. like Bruce Arians. I think he's about Bruce Arians' age. And, you know, Bruce Arians won the Super Bowl, then he retired. So, I think if he, like, if he does lose, I think this might be it. Um, I mean, hey, I love Andy Reid, you know, especially us being Eagles fans. I, he's been in this game for a long time, so I just think yeah. now he can finally go eat all the cheeseburgers he wants. Speaking of Andy Reid, before we end the show, do we want to make our championship picks for this weekend? Yeah, sure. well, let's go ahead and do that, but I just want to say one last thing for the Eagles. The Eagles are going to receive four compensatory... Compensatory? <laughs> Thank you. Compensator- four com- compensatory com- picks. Compensatory picks. No. Four picks. <laughs> there you go. Four picks that, that they good. get that yeah. compensate them for something else. Four compensatory picks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move on. All right. So they're getting uh, they're getting one third-round pick and four fifth-round picks. So they, they do get those in addition. And plus... They had the Saints second-round pick next season, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we also so. do have the Saints. I don't know if we... I, yeah, we do get to have a third, too. All right. We're talking but, about Eagles compensatory picks right now, man. Come well, on. Well, just because we were, on the, <laughs> we were talking about the Eagles for a little bit. But let's go ahead and make our championship predictions just real quick. Yeah. Um, Lions, Niners. Lions, Niners. I think this will be a great game. But I think the Lions will control the front. They'll run at uh, Chase Young. I mean, Nick Bosa and Chase Young both really didn't do anything at all that game. I think from what we've seen, Nick Bosa has kind of been shut down throughout the playoffs. I mean, we look at this year and then last year he didn't do anything. Right. So I think – I feel like if you run at them, they're not going to really be able to do anything. I think they can control the line. They can – I think Jameer Gibbs and David, uh, David Montgomery are going to be the difference makers. And I had the Lions winning a close one. Um, 
I, I respect that. I'm still going to take the Niners. I think that the Lions have not played a defense like this in a minute. I think the Bucks defense was far from this, and they still put up 31, I believe it was, something like that. But um, I think that this – and I understand all the speculation going into it that people say that the Lions are built to beat the Ravens and things like that. But I think I'm still a fan of this defense and um, the guys that they have out there um, – I think, obviously, off- offensively, things will have to go well for the Niners, but I also think that the defense that they are playing – actually, I don't know how it compares to the Packers. I'd say it's probably – I would say they're probably in a similar boat, maybe a little bit better, Lions yeah. compared to Packers. But um, I think I still like the 49ers and who they have on this team. Um, I think it's hard to root against – or not – well, easy to root against. <laughs> but I think it's hard to take – another team other than the other than other than the Niners right now and as much as I want to pick the Lions my gut with says, the Debo news as well he's 50 50 to play I think yeah. he will end up playing I but think he plays yeah I mean we're looking at Debo Samuel's health you know yeah throughout his career and it's a lot of chances where he tries to fight through NG and just makes it worse so right. I'm really excited for this matchup too because you know I don't know you guys remember but Debo and Chauncey got into a lot of trash talking mm-hmm. before the season. Right. So now they finally get to match up. Um, Evan, what was your take? Uh, I've thought the Niners have been the best team in the NFL for the past two years, and they're still really good, but something in me saying Lions. Okay. I want to say Niners, but I'll still say Niners, but I think the Lions put up a really good fight. Okay. And yeah, I think sure. I'm going to go with the Niners just because I think this is the year Kyle Shanahan gets it done. I think this is yeah. the year he wins the Super Bowl. As much as I hate to say that, I think this is the year that the Niners do it. It seems like he's finally got the pieces, man. He's got everything he needs, it seems yeah. like. But then again, it'd be so. We're thinking, we're still thinking of Kyle Shanahan, right? Yeah. We know his track record. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what I That's what games. exactly. But I'm just saying at some point. I feel like if you like you know what is that law of average law of numbers or something. So I mean, if you want to talk track record, man, the Lions not track yeah. record is not the direction <laughs> no, no, you want to take it. It's so, not there. Yeah, but I it's just, not any better. We we are accustomed to Kyle Shanahan's game in yeah. these big games. I just think this is the we'll year see, he gets man. it done. But and he they almost did it against the Packers. Yeah, he did. But um, AFC real quick: Chiefs, Ravens, 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 Ravens. Yeah. Chiefs. You're going Chiefs, Evan. I'm still a Ravens Superior hater. Ravens hater. Oh, yeah. I, I love Lamar, but... That. I can't wait to see a Roquan Smith, Isaiah Pacheco, Oklahoma drill. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be dangerous. I'm still rooting for my... My narrative at the beginning was Niners-Ravens. Yeah. Still pushing for that. That's probably... Gotta I stick think that's to it. probably might what have happened. I do think um, if I have to make a... Well, one, let me just say, I think this is going to be the greatest NFL playoff game of all time ever. <laughs> I'm, really? I'm sticking Chiefs, to that. Chiefs-Ravens? Chiefs-Ravens. Better ever. than 13-second Mahomes. Ever. Ever. Let's do it. Wow. Ever. I'm in. Can't wait to see it. I'm all give in. me give me God. <laughs> what are you what are you getting at right now? God, I'm gonna go Chiefs. I hate it, but I'm gonna go Chiefs. Ooh. Yeah. But you are you are listening I to I think the, the Ravens won the Super Bowl. <laughs> you started the outro, man. What are you doing? I had to throw it in there. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, I think the Chiefs are going to win. No, Connor is not professional, man. You are listening to the student section NFL. You are listening to WVUA 90.7.